You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's all here, sort of. Seton is leaving the building in the Sprinter van. Marvin is in his seat. Fritzy's here. Paulie's here and yours truly. And you can be part of the program as we always do every Monday, best and worst of the weekend. Your phone calls, 877-3DP-SHOW. I believe Tyler is standing by since Marvin is joining us here in the front row. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Say good morning to our great partners, Mercedes-Benz. Learn more about the nimble, ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle at mbusa.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Seton and the French kid got in the Sprinter van moments ago, (laughs) and I felt like I was sending my son off to college. Gave him the credit card, and uh, he got in the Sprinter van. If you're watching on Peacock, you can see this. It's an unbelievable machine. And they're taking it out, supposed to be in Los Angeles by Sunday. And we're giving away that Sprinter van. 175,000 entries. That's 100,000 more than we had last year. So thank you to this audience. And we'll let you know. We'll uh, keep you updated on where Seton will be. I know first stop is Cincinnati. And a great time to be in Cincinnati. Seton is getting a pie to the face. He had... Kansas City, we had one of our uh, listeners from Cincinnati saying he'd take a pie to the face if uh, the Bengals lost. Well, Bengals winning, first stop Cincinnati, and Seton has to uh, track down this gentleman and get a pie to the face along the road. He then goes to Nashville, Memphis, uh, Arkansas, Albuquerque. I think Vegas is in there. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona is in there. Then Los Angeles and parts in between. What could go wrong? Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner. Download the app and watch this program for free. We could never charge you for this content. And we say good morning to our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio, Fox Sports Radio lineup. Coming up in a little bit, we'll talk to Carson Palmer, his Monday pit stop. Marcus Spears from the Mothership will check in with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and their future at the quarterbacking position. Have a play of the day, poll question, stat of the day. And yes, Fritzy does have a limerick based off the conference title games. I do. Thank you, Todd. Two years ago, the Bengals had the number one overall pick. Dolphins really wanted that number one overall pick because their owner wanted Joe Burrow. The Bengals used it on Burrow. Last year, Burrow tore his ACL. That was in week 11. Cincinnati would go on to win just four games. Now the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. And this weekend's win over the Chiefs is one of the bigger upsets in AFC Championship history. Now, the Bengals were only seven-point underdogs, but I think the perception of this is, oh, the Chiefs, they're going to the Super Bowl. I mean, the Bengals? Yeah, you're going to get by them. Like, you already got by Buffalo. You got Mahomes. This offense is playing great. You're at home. This is a foregone conclusion. And it certainly looked like that. 21-3. to And then, being a Cincinnati native, I just thought, I don't want them to get embarrassed. I don't want people to go, oh, the bungles. I text Paulie and I said, all I'm asking for, if you say they, they don't win, but they don't get embarrassed, I'll sign up for that. I just didn't want that to happen again, where people go the same old bungles. They're not the same old bungles because Cincinnati is going to its first Super Bowl since 1989. And the key is they got a great quarterback and they got a great wide receiver. And they got a couple of wide receivers. And that secondary played extremely well in the second half. 
because as great as Mahomes was, now don't say oh, Mahomes had a bad day. Cincinnati's defense made Mahomes have a bad day. Like, at least be fair to them. The Bengals, what they did is really difficult. You're a bottom feeder, and now you're going to the Super Bowl. And I know that the perception is going to be the Rams at home and uh, all that firepower. And, and like, this is what Cincinnati has faced uh, all year long. And I don't think that Cincinnati is going to be shocked by anything. Joe Burrow doesn't seem like he's going to be shocked by anything. Like, they don't know the hit, even if they know the history. It's like, hey, I just got here. I've only been here two years. I mean, I got a Heisman national title, and now I'm in the Super Bowl. Why is this? This isn't that difficult. Well, it is. But uh, here's Joe Burrow on what he was thinking when the Bengals were down 21 to 3. I don't know if you ever want to get down 21 to 3. I said it earlier in the year when we started, you know, making some of these comebacks. You know, I never feel like we're out of it. You know, obviously 21 3 isn't exactly the most exciting position to be in. <laughs> I don't think you want to be down 20. No, you don't want to be down 21 to 3 in Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes. And it felt like the Golden State Warriors. The you know first ten minutes, eight minutes of the game, and it was so quickly twenty-one to three, and I kept thinking there's going to be a moment if the, if the Bengals are going to make this competitive, there has to be a moment, and they had a couple of moments there, and you know Kansas City not getting points at the end of the first half, and I thought, oh my gosh, they they didn't even get a field goal here, and you're thinking, well, is that going to cost them? Will that come back and haunt them? Maybe not. But it's one of those that you just sort of file away. And then you started to walk, because, you know, Kansas City was getting the ball second half. You're thinking, man, if they pile on points, a touchdown, then they get the ball back, start third quarter. It was just that you can see momentum change right in front of you. And, and it's strange because you wouldn't think like, hey, I'm, I'm watching this right now. Like it's tangible. And that was the feeling when I'm watching. I, I thought, Cincinnati, you know, feels like they can go toe-to-toe. And I, I thought that, you know, when they tried to score with Tyreek Hill, uh, you know, Cincinnati made it, Apple made a great stomp. And then I thought, you're going to end up with nothing here. But here's Patrick Mahomes on putting the blame on himself. They had a good game plan. They were doing this a lot of similar stuff in the first half. We were we were just executing at a higher level. I mean, they stayed with it. Uh, they fought. I mean, that's that's a good football team, but it takes a lot of, of fight to stay in a game whenever you're down like that. Um, but I mean, I got to be better. I mean, when you're up twenty-one to three at one point in the game, you can't lose it. And I, I mean, I put that on myself. I talked to an NFL source last night, and I said, you know, what did you make of Mahomes' first half, second half? And he said, I'm going back looking through the tape. Did something happen to Patrick Mahomes in the game that would have had him off a little bit? Because he goes, I don't know if he got hit. There's an injury. He said, but it was so different. First half, second half that I thought, you know, he's not he's not himself. It's one thing to scramble. It's another. He wasn't doing his typical runs. But the source said, I'm going back to look through the tape. I just want to see, did something happen to Mahomes? Because... You just don't expect him to be that bad. And he was in the second half. But I'm going to give the Bengals' defense, their secondary, a whole lot of credit. And he should have been picked off a couple of times. He got picked off you know, twice, but he, he should have been picked off a couple of times. Yeah, Pauline? There, there's a bunch of plays. Like you said at the end of the first half, uh, Bengals get that P. Ryan touchdown on that screen. 
Great play. And then uh, Mahomes got the ball back with a minute five left, went right down the field. They had first and one at the one with yeah. nine seconds left. And I think Romo said, well, two passes into the end zone, quick passage, maybe you can get three. He goes, what you can't do is be down in the field of play with no timeouts. And they second goal at the one, they threw that little, I don't know what you call it, mm-hmm. screen to... Tyreek Hill. And he got tackled in the yeah. field of play. Yeah, I know. And then Kim comes back for the second half. They have a five plays and punt for Kansas City. Punt by um, by the Bengals. Punt by the Chiefs. And then field goal by the Bengals. Interception by the Bengals yeah. on back-to-back series. Yeah. yeah, it was just weird, the momentum there. And something... Like Kansas City had it all going, where it was almost like you're going to have to get 40 points if you're going to beat us here in Kansas City. And uh, Bengals held tough. They did. That's resilient. And and you just don't expect that from a young team on the road. And then the overtime. And that Kansas City crowd, you know, when they won the coin toss, it's like, we're going to the Super Bowl. Like, we're going to score a touchdown here. And, you know, you're just watching this going, maybe they're not. And you had Joe Burrow extending, keeping drives alive, scrambling. They made the big plays when they needed to. And I was, I was speechless after that game. I truly was. And, and a lot of my family from Ohio, still in Ohio, and my sister who lives in Cleveland texted me at 21 to 3, and she goes, is anybody crying? I am. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to talk her down off the ledge. Because I'm always saying you have a chance. You have a chance. And we love to go, oh, they have no chance. It's like Tom Brady had a chance against the Rams at 27-3. Had a chance. He didn't win, but he had a chance. The Bengals down 21-3. You have a chance. You're on the field. And even watching it, I went, I guess they have. My wife goes, do you really believe they got a chance? I go, I got to tell my family this. You know, I'm the one that keeps saying this. And then you're watching. I go, I can't imagine. Patrick Mahomes is going to blow this lead. I, I just can't imagine this. He did. Yeah, Paul. The play that would have drove me crazy if I was a Bengals fan, I think it was the second play of overtime, second 10, Mahomes throws to Robinson, and it was wide, and uh, Eli Apple, the defensive back, had an easy pick, oh. somewhat easy pick, yeah. and it could have been a pick six. I remember thinking to myself, oh, that's, that's, that's the one that they're going to talk about. And then I think it was the next play, he threw long to Hill, Bates, the safety, tips it to Von Bell, and you're like, oh, it actually went the Bengals' way. Yeah. Man. Uh, the Rams came back to beat the 49ers last night. They finally solved the 49ers. And this kind of had what we thought we would see, that it was going to be a slugfest. Uh, Cooper Cup was going to be big. Jimmy Garoppolo, you want the game on the line, in his, you know, the ball in his hands if you're the Rams. And, and uh, you know, they got what they asked for there. But it was 10-7 and half time. It's one of those where I went, how is San Francisco leading this game? Not being blown out because the Rams made it look so easy. And, you know, they sort of make you play ugly. But, you know, that's probably the last game for Jimmy Garoppolo. And under pretty difficult conditions because he knew that he was, this was his last year. And he was auditioning for his next stop. And, and you know, those last two minutes, those are rough. Here's uh, his head coach, Kyle Shanahan, on Jimmy G. I don't think he could have done anything else. You know, on the on the first down, he went to the right spot. We got a ball tipped, I think, by 91. On the second down, they manned everyone up, and he th- tried to throw it away to the flat. Third and 13, it uh, looked like Aaron just got in there fast, and he tried to break away and tried not to take a sack to make it fourth and 20 or whatever it would have been. That happens. 
Yeah, I, I'm not going to put all this on Jimmy G. I didn't put all of it on Jimmy G when they would win, and I'm not going to put it all on him when they lose. You know, it, give, give credit to San Francisco for you know having that style and having a quarterback who's limited. Debo Samuel's wonderful. I hope he gets paid whatever he can get paid. He's wonderful to watch. The Niners, that defense, that defensive front is going to be a force to be reckoned with for years to come. Uh, but the Rams... Rams got star power. Here's uh, their head coach, Sean McVay. Today was a great sign of the resilience. You know, we talked about that's one of the things that's kind of embodied this group. You go down 17-7, doesn't look good, but the guys just stayed in the moment. One play at a time. Um, there was just so many great plays today by, by great players and really uh, happy to be associated with these guys. And we got one more. Since the NFL implemented postseason seeding, that was back in 1975, this is the first Super Bowl without a number one or a number two seed. And then we went 54 years without a team having a home field advantage in the Super Bowl. Now back-to-back years, Tampa and now Los Angeles. Fritzy, what's the poll question today? Who had the worst day on Sunday? Mahomes, Jaquaski Tart, not getting that interception for the Niners that could have put them away. That's Mm. someone to strongly consider. Jimmy G, Browns fans, Lions fans. Who had the worst day on Sunday? Browns fans is interesting. (laughs) That's a toughie. You trade Odell Beckham, he's in the Super Bowl. The team that's supposed to finish last in your division is in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I would say Mahomes because of what's at stake when we're talking about greatness, that, that we want to anoint him as the GOAT like or one of the GOATs or he's in the conversation. Um, you know, Mahomes in the second half hurt the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals did a great job in controlling him, but he, he, uh, he hurt him. I would say Mahomes because you would be going to three Super Bowls in a row and here's Tom Brady on the way out, Roethlisberger on the way out, Breeze is going, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers, who knows where he's going. Mahomes is sort of in an interesting window here because we love to move on. Like, we've seen Mahomes, and then he reminds us, like that scramble that he had, that touchdown in the first quarter where he threw it to Kelsey, and you go, nobody makes that. Nobody makes that. So now all of a sudden, Joe Burrow comes in and Justin Herbert comes in and Josh Allen is in there. And now Mahomes is sort of going to drift a little bit into his late 20s. And this is going on with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson sort of drifted into that no man's land where you're still talking about Brady and Rodgers. You're not talking about Russell Wilson. And then you're talking about Mahomes and Josh Allen and the young... So... Mahomes is going to kind of drift into that area. Doesn't mean he's not going to still be great and lead them to Super Bowls. But here was a guy who could get his second Super Bowl, go to three in a row. That's heady stuff. So I would say him. You know, Lions fans may go, you know what? We're happy for Matthew Stafford. Now, they may say we're unhappy. We have Jared Goff. <laughs> but we're, we're, we're happy that he succeeded. He gave us everything he could. Maybe. I, I don't want to speak for the Lions fans, but I could see it that they're going, hey, you know what? He's one of us. It's okay. He didn't want to stay. We didn't want him to stay. We wanted to move on. It was, you know, it's one of those where, you know, marriage breaks up and you actually stay friends. Now, maybe it's that. Browns fans is kind of sneaky. Garoppolo, if he had gotten to the Super Bowl, it would have been, oh, all we would have heard is, you know, all he does is win games. 
Okay. You played 58 solid minutes, but you got to play 60 solid minutes, and he wasn't able to do that. So I would say probably Mahomes because what was at stake? Um, what other poll questions you got? We had who had... Well, you know what? Let, let me take a break, and then uh, we'll come back. More poll questions. Uh, we're going to check on the Tom Brady story. I'll give you my thoughts on what has happened, what will happen. We'll take a break this Monday. Uh, all pumped up. Although a little sad. A little sad, see, Seton. We're going to see him again. I know. I know. But just to see him go on a road trip with the French kid and... Yeah, a little sad. A little sad. It's like, you know, I'm waving goodbye to him. Yeah, Paul. I gave him like trail mix and some water to make sure. I go, in case of emergency, you got something. I'm like, what, what am I doing? And I'm saying to him, hey, you make sure you call me. Let me know when you get to Cincinnati. Yes, Tom. And he's going to check in with us, I think, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, during the show. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, he is. Uh, we'll take a break. Back after this Dan Patrick show. Identity theft is a serious crime. Reduce your odds of becoming a target by practicing several top safety tips to help protect your identity. Keep the uh, social sharing to a minimum. Checking financial accounts and credit reports regularly. In fact, Seton's got the company credit card. I said, look, when you pay for something, I see what you're paying for, by the way. And there are certain ways that you can charge something and it doesn't show up what you're really charging for, if you know what I mean. LifeLock is here to help you detecting a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. If they detect your information, they will send you an alert. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can help protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick. You call 1-800-LIFELOCK. Or you head to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick for up to 25% off. Lifelock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Where other vans stop short, Mercedes-Benz vans go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz vans built, equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything, go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. Uh, Seton and the French kid got in the van. That, that van is unbelievable. Like, there's a shower in there. There's a... Pull out that you can put a TV uh, on a stand and watch it outside. You can hang it on the side of the van. There's a sink in there. There's a bed in there. Yeah, Paulie. I've literally lived in apartments that are smaller and much <laughs> less nice. I mean, the tires, off-road tires. Oh, yeah. yeah. As uh, I was told, those tires are murdered. Wow. Those tires are murdered out. Now I know what that means. But, uh, yeah, we said goodbye to them. They, they had the... Sprinter van in the man cave early this morning, and Seton and the French kid are on the road. We'll hear from them a little bit later on this morning. We'll go uh, settle on a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all that forthcoming. The big news, or there was big news on Saturday when it came out, ESPN. Uh, Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter reported that Tom Brady was retiring. And then I was told, well, this didn't come from Tom Brady's side of the equation. This came from somebody probably in management. Do you have the exact tweet there, Pauline? Yes, this is 2.30 in the afternoon on Saturday from Adam Schefter and Jeff Darlington. Quote, Tom Brady is retiring from football after 22 extraordinary seasons. Multiple sources tell Jeff Darlington and me. More coming soon. Breaking news. 
Yeah, and Jeff Darlington is really tied into Brady uh, from his Patriot days. And, you know, Shefty breaking the news with Darlington. Now, it felt like it was happening immediately. And then I was also told Brady would never break this story on, you know, football weekend like that. And, and he did not. He doesn't want this to get out. Um, and, and that doesn't mean this story is not correct. It's just from what I was told by somebody who knows Tom, you know, this will eventually happen. It's just not happening now. And it felt like Brady is going to have a press conference and you're thinking, OK, he's retiring. Maybe it's just semantics here. But, you know, his agent, Don Yee, said, no, this hasn't happened. His dad said, no, this hasn't happened. The Bucks said no, not yet. Let's bring in Rick Stroud. He covers the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times and a host of Sports Day Tampa Bay bod, uh, podcast. Thanks for joining us. Um, where do we stand with this story? Well, I mean, if you talk to Jason Light, you talk to Bruce Arians, any of the coaches, um, you know, they, they think that it hasn't happened yet. They think it's possible that he could retire. I mean, it, they were hurt by all this, you know, coming out the way it did. They sort of said the media jumped the gun a little bit. Eventually, Tom Brady called them, called Jason Light, and told him he wasn't close to making a decision yet. But come on now. They, we just watched his whole career funeral over the weekend. I don't know if you can come back from that one. Um, <laughs> I keep watching, you know, highlights of Tom Brady. So, uh, I'd like to announce my retirement on the Dan Patrick show as a guest if it's over. It's, 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 this would be it. I'll see you a year from now when they get the first overall pick, you know. Um, but, no, I, you know, I, I expect it to happen. But, Dan, you know this, too. You know, there are – I mean, really, it started Friday night with Jason LaConfora and the report on CBS, and it kind of stayed out there for 20 hours, and we, we made our calls, and they were like, ah, nah, you know. And then everybody became Jason LaConfirma uh, at that point because – you know, we had to see if this was really happening. And, uh, you know, when you hear Adam Schefter go, according to my sources, I believe Tom Brady will, you know, <laughs> at that point, you're just like, okay, it, it's really happening now. So I, I think we're going to see it happen, but I think it's going to be like a Gotham Chopra, uh, beautifully directed family in tow in Costa Rica planting trees. I, it's going to be something <laughs> That's, that's going to be Tom Brady-esque, right? I mean, this guy is like the Truman Show sometimes. I think it's going to happen after the Super Bowl. I was told uh, yesterday uh, and, and on Saturday that they Tom wants to control this. Like, they want to do yeah. it in a way that, you know, Tom's social media has been unbelievable since he went to Tampa Bay. You know, you don't yeah. want to have it, like, spill out where you got the conference title games the next day. I mean, that's just not Brady's style. Do I think he's going to retire? I do. I just think it was more of the semantics of this, that it's going to happen. It, it's just not happening in real time. Do you, do you uh, buy into that timeline? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there is a week between, you know, uh, the Super Bowl, so it's possible with the news out it could happen any time, really, this week. Um, he might wait until afterwards. Um, I, I think it's probably going to be sooner than later. I mean, the, the Bucks aren't, you know, dying to know if the answer is I'm leaving. Um, but they've got to move on too. But it's, you know, I, I just think that this is going to force his hand a little sooner than he wanted it to be. And, it, and it's, you know, you're right. He wants to control this. There's nobody going to tell him when or how he's going to do this. So he'll do it on his own time. But uh, now that the news is out, you know, it's probably coming soon. But I don't know if you're giving Buccaneer fans false hope here. Like, is he? no. <laughs> no no okay i mean he could be look there's probably i mean why not cling to the fairy tale right i mean look these two years 
where I've said it's, it was like a meteor streaking across the sky. It got bright, and there was Super Bowls, and there was playoff games and all of that. And, you know, I wrote before the wild card game, and I quoted Clyde Christensen saying, I, if I was a fan, I'd look at this as like, this might be the last time we see Tom Brady. Um, but, no, I'm not giving him false hope. I mean, I, I, I trust the guy. Look, the way this works, <laughs> Dan, you know this in the media. I broke a story years ago about Bill Parcells having a deal with the Bucks before Tony Dungy coached his last game. Well, I won't say who it was. There's a guy that sat next to Bill Parcells at the mothership that knew this for weeks, but he couldn't report it because he was going to get the exclusive and somebody else reported it instead. Now what do you do if you know it's true? So, I mean, you know, I'm not – alleging conspiracy here but i mean i think that i think that there's probably a a, a better than average chance that somebody knew something uh ahead of time and once it was out there it's like well not only is this out there but it's true so what do we do now you know and the media couldn't wait at that point but is is there money attached to this decision by waiting no 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 money there was mixed no, reports here, that, about that, that. Yeah, that came out. He's listen. They they did some things with the contract, and they deferred a signing bonus until February fourth, which is like this Friday, I think. And really, um, if he retires, he owes them a little bit more money than they owe him. I think it's like sixteen million goes back, and fifteen million comes to him. So I don't expect there to be a change of, of money. I checked with the Bucks. They would, you know, they would push that back as far as they wanted to. Uh, if he wants a check, if they want to forgive it, whatever. Um, but that is absolutely not – I know it was out there, but that's actually not a factor as why he's waiting. Um, that, that sort of made him look kind of petty and greedy, and that, that's just not, not true. What are the Bucs going to do at quarterback? <laughs> oh, man. Um, Jameis Winston, well, here you go. Come on. Hey, he's right down the road. <laughs> yeah, he's right down the road in Oldsmar. Um, I, you know, right now all they have is Kyle Trask under contract, and I suppose you could re-sign Blaine Gebert. Um, if you wanted to, uh, and he could be the bridge quarterback. But look, uh, Bruce Arians has said they will look behind door number two. That's how they found Tom Brady. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be standing there because the Green Bay Packers aren't trading him to an NFC team. Same with Russell Wilson. Um, you know, can you pry a, a Derek Carr? Do you, do, you, do you take a chance on a Deshaun? Well, I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe Andrew Luck wants to come back at age 32, you know? I mean, they will look under every rock and, and, and bush they can, but the fact is that, uh, you know, there's just not a lot of options right now, and they'll have to pay quite a premium of draft picks if they're going to do it. This is not a free agent class that, that they can really tap into like they did with Tom. Byron Leftwich want the Jacksonville job? You know, I think he does, but I, I think he doesn't want it with Trent Valky. And I have not spoken to Byron. This is just my opinion. Um, you know, there were some reports about Adrian Wilson coming over from the Cardinals. Um, look, the last three or four teams Valky has, has been a part of, they fired their coach after one year. So, you know, I've talked to Byron before the season about coaching. He's he's definitely wants to be a head coach, but he has no timetable. He was an NFL quarterback, has plenty of money. He's going to pick the right situation for him. And I guess New Orleans has him as a candidate as well. It makes so much sense. That means the Jacksonville Jaguars will screw this up completely and not hire Byron Leftwich. Bruce Arians going to stay as head coach in Tampa? He's told me several times he is. I know everybody thinks that he would leave. Um, I, I guess anything's possible, but I asked him, you know, with or without Brady, and he said, no, he's absolutely coaching. And if he gets Todd Bowles and Byron back, he can have the same process. He's already said that if Brady came back and he were to lose 
uh, Byron Leftwich, he would actually call plays again, which is news, right, and probably a signal to Tom Brady. But um, I, I do think he'll coach again at least next year. Rick, great to talk to you as always, and uh, we'll wait for some more drama down there. Is, do you think that Gronk is done in Tampa? As soon as he can get that USA assurance, yeah, he'll <laughs> he, is, he is just waiting for that, and then he'll retire. I, I, I feel bad for Gronk. You know, he, he's trying know. to disguise his voice, and, you know, maybe he joins <laughs> the military, Rick. Maybe, then, then you could get that insurance. Exactly. No, I think he's his future or, or lack thereof is probably tied to Tom's. He's he's not played for another quarterback, and um, you know they'll miss him a lot, man. I'll miss him a lot. That's for sure. Thank you. I, we appreciate your time as always, Rick. Thank you. That's Rick Stroud. He covers the Buccaneers for the Tampa Bay Times, host of uh, Sports Day, Tampa Bay. I think it's inevitable. I think it's semantics, and you know, I do. I think somebody leaked this from the Buccaneers. It feels like that, but I was told yesterday uh, that th- this did not come from Tom Brady's side. That they do want to have a big rollout. You don't want to have it kind of spill out on a Saturday afternoon. You know, you want to have a a Wednesday press conference where you go, "Hey, family's going to be there. Everybody's going to be there. His dad's going to be there." And let the tributes begin. But I think that that's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, Paul. So is all the vitriol against ESPN, Jeff Darlington, and Adam Schefter, uh, people might have to eat their words because they could be right just a week early or two weeks early, and I, which is their job, by the way. Not, their job isn't to help Tom Brady produce his retirement. Yeah, they did their job. And I, and I trust them and their sources. Absolutely. Like, it's just, you know, when Brady pushes back and his dad pushes back, and his agent pushes back, then it feels like, well, wait a minute. I don't think Tom's playing anymore. I don't. Because I even reached out to a source who's friends with him, and I said, is this officially official? And, uh, you know, the person that I was texting with said, sent me um, a screen cap of Don Yee, his agent's, you know, kind of rebuttal uh, denial of this. And it just doesn't feel like, hey, Tom hasn't made up his mind about, you know, not playing or, you know, he's he's indications are he's going to play. There's none of that. I, I just think he wants to be able to control it. And and I don't think Tom would ever want to take away from those games this weekend. I truly don't. But, you know, the Shefty and Darlington, that's not their job. Like they, they they're not waiting until the right time. It's. Hey, we got this information. Let's go with it. And do I think they're correct? I do. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Nate in Cincinnati leads us off. Nate, congratulations. Thanks, man. Feels good. It's an electric factory here, DP. What do you got for me? I got three mock headlines for you for the the Bengals win over the Chiefs. Uh Uh-oh. Mock headlines, Todd. Here we go, Nate. Here Here we go. go. First one. Uzama said, knock you out. Bengals beat down Chiefs. <laughs> All right. How about, oh, crapple, Eli and Bengals D shut down Mahomes. <laughs> and then I got to throw one to my boy. I actually went to high school with this guy. He's a Cincinnati guy. He deserves it more than anybody. But uh, order the Huber XL. Bengals send Chiefs home from flat playoffs. Okay. All right. Some some deep cuts there with your mock headlines. Thank you, Nate. Uh Todd didn't do mock headlines, but Todd did do a limerick. I sure did. And here we go. Todd Fritz's limerick. 
Let's get down to the nitty-gritty. The Bengals did what in Kansas City? Mahomes gets knocked out while Stafford shows clout. All in Rams versus who day? That's pretty. Okay. All right. That's serviceable. <laughs> wow. It is. That like a B minus. Um, not even C that. Plus? I'd say C plus. C plus. C plus. Yeah, Paul. No mock headlines? Uh, how often are the Bengals in the Super Bowl? It seems like it's a pretty rare event. Uh, by the way, we do have the Joe Ohio t-shirts. <laughs> that uh, we've sold a lot of those. But you can go to the website, Joe Ohio. I love that one. It looks great, too. Yeah, Paul. I do have another poll question. Oh. Who is having Ooh. a better month? Who had the better month? Joe Burrow or the field? <laughs> and the field means everyone else on earth. It, oh. Can you think of another human being who had a better month than Joe Burrow of the Bengals? I thought about it on the drive-in. The end of the season played great. Played even better in the playoffs. The month He's still got a day to go. I think there's 12 hours left in the, in the month. Matthew Stafford? Better than Burrow? No. Well, Stafford's in the conversation. I would think so. But the field includes like 11 billion people or something. Mm, everybody on earth. Yeah. I, you know, Elon Musk probably had a good weekend. You know, he probably made a couple of billion dollars. I don't know. Done that before. Yeah, that's but, true. But Bengals in the Super Bowl are getting a billion. There's a lot of billionaires. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> when Joe Burrow showed up in Kansas City and he had, like, he had a look to him. And like if you said, hey, uh, that's a boy band. That's the, he's the lead singer of a boy band. You would have gone, oh, okay, what's the name of the band? Bengals. Oh, that's a, a BTS. Had the shades on. Like he brought, he, he just walks in with swag, man. Woo. Good stuff. All right, we'll take a break. We got our play of the day up next. More phone calls as well. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, this is Jason McIntyre. Join me every weekday morning on my podcast, Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. This isn't your typical sports pod pushing the same tired narratives down your throat every day. Straight Fire gives you honest opinions on all the biggest sports headlines, accurate stats to help you win big at the sports book, and all the best guests. Do yourself a favor and listen to Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, my God. The play, oh my God. The play of the day. Check this out. Snap back to Garoppolo. Pocket crumbling. He spins out. He's hit. He's wrapped up. He flips it forward. It's tipped. It's intercepted. It's intercepted. It's intercepted. Aaron Donald got pressure on Garoppolo. And Traven Howard clinches the NFC Championship game. That's courtesy of the Rams radio network. Garoppolo has thrown at least one interception in four straight playoff games. Tied with Lamar Jackson for the longest active postseason streak. That's your play of the day brought to you by Panini. The hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats. The only place to collect them all is Panini Trading Cards, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Instant classics, autograph cards, memorabilia cards, rare inserts, and more. Start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. More phone calls coming up. There was a moment where Aaron Donald brought everybody together. And he's yelling at everybody. He's just saying, we're not going to lose this. And this is not in his personality. 
Aaron Andrews saw this kind of play out, and it's like, you know, Aaron Donald bringing everybody together. He's kind of a silent guy. The start of the fourth quarter, it was like, we're not letting this thing go. We are not losing this game. It was a pretty cool moment there. Great reporting as well. Uh, let's see. Jeff in Detroit. Hi, Jeff. Best and worst of the weekend. Uh, what up, though? One time for chat row. Listen, Dan. Best of the weekend is going to be Matt Stafford finally getting over the hop. Here in Detroit, Detroit fans really are happy for Matt Stafford. But I think where it comes in, at, the, the disappointment comes in, we realize that we wasted his talent. But we, I'm happy that America is finally getting to see the type of quarterback he is. 2016, he had eight come-from-behind victories in the fourth quarter. The man is clutch with the ball in his hand. Like Dan Olofsky said, I'm with that guy. He said that if it comes down to it in the fourth quarter, he wants his ball. He wants the ball in his hand because he knows how to manage the clock and get the ball up the field. Worst is gonna be the Kansas City Chiefs playing with their food. You never let a team hang around, and once it became a grind, they don't do well in grinding games, man. They just don't. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, I'm curious with the Detroit fan base. Are you rooting for Matthew Stafford? I would imagine you are. You know. You needed to move on. He wanted to move on. He wasn't the problem. He made you relevant. Like, you, you know, there was always a curiosity with Matthew Stafford. He got to play in a big game. I mean, that's what you want. You know, that, that's all these players want. Matthew Stafford had never won a playoff game in 12 years in Detroit. He's won three playoff games in 20 days. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Thank you, Marvin. You can crank it up a little bit. Our good buddies uh, from Twiddle. A little stat of the day. More phone calls coming up. We got our poll question. Is that correct, Todd? We do, but I was going to offer up a few other ones. Oh, oh okay. Well, <laughs> wait, why, shouldn't we just use this one? Can we get the results and then we'll ride this one out? We are in the time? process of getting results. I thought you might want to hear maybe a couple more choices, but we can start with who had the worst day on Sunday. Did you put up that poll question? It has not been put up that's, yet because I thought we were going to discuss see, other poll so suggestions. That, that's why you're saying we have other ones. We have to put up a poll question. We do. I thought see, we were going to do, usually we kick around a few before we lock in the one. That's why it hasn't been put up just now. Okay. Why don't you put that one up? We're going to do that right now. Yeah. That's what we do. We post a poll question. And then you can say, well, I went with this. McLovin used to do this all the time. He'd go, well, I already put this one up. It's okay. Okay. Just get one up. There. I didn't want to put it up prematurely unless we were all on board with that idea. Uh-oh. Yeah, Paul. I- I'm lightly insulted. I wrote the who had a worse day on Ooh. Sunday question with Mahomes, Jaquiski Tart, Browns fans. I thought it was nice and snarky and negative, which is my forte. Yeah. But Todd didn't uh, send it back to the people in back mm. to put it up. It's okay. Because he didn't produce it? Okay. Todd? Just send it back to the backroom guys. I've been given permission to go with that yes, poll question. That's can, what we're saying right on the record. Yes, let's go with that poll question, okay? Got it. I know you're still learning the responsibilities of a poll question. I do have some results, actually, that just came in, unless it's too <laughs> <No>. late. <laughs> How do we have results? It I, just I wasn't up. aware that we put it up, but we actually did. Wait, so it back. is up. It is up. I thought it was not up yet. I'm having, not having great communication with the back or with you guys. Okay, who's it on? 
I will, I will take it. Okay. I was under the impression that we were going to read a few more poll questions and then settle on one, but I'm obviously mistaken. Give me the results. Just give me the results. Patrick Mahomes, 41%. Browns fans, 18%. Uh, Jacquiski Tart, 17%. Yeah, I keep looking at that play, and he's, he's, got the, he's got the game in his hands. I mean, you could have called a fair catch. I mean, that's, it just felt like there was nobody around him. He catches that, you're probably going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, Paul. There's just under 10 minutes left in the game. The Niners are up three. They would have had the ball at midfield, first and 10. Not in a pressure situation, which you know Jimmy G does not excel at. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Jimmy in South Carolina. Hi, Jimmy. What's on your mind today? Dan, first time, long time, buddy. You know, I'm glad that you pointed out just the pregame drip of Mr. Joe Burrow, as I like to call him, J.B. Smooth. He looks like Leonardo DiCaprio rolling up in there to pick up a couple of Oscars. But, but the whole thing, you know, you wanted to say maybe there was something wrong with Mahomes, and maybe he was just shocked that at the end of the half, they came away with zero. Yeah. But to me, it was all just deja vu from the last game. We spot the Bengals. We spotted them the points. I think last time it was fourteen to zero. This time it was fourteen to three, and then twenty-one to three. We pulled to the identical same deficit at halftime, which was eleven points. And then in the second half, you, you do what you're supposed to do. You got to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, and that's what we did in the first game, and that's what we did in the second game. And in the end, you just all you had to do was keep him off the field on the last possession. The first game that happened in, in the regulation. The second game last night kept him off the field by virtue of the overtime rules. You know, basically what they said all last week, guess what has to happen in overtime? You lose a coin toss, your defense has got to come up big. And so you put that game in the hands of Joey B, and Patrick Mahomes never sees the field again. Yeah, well, congratulations there, Jimmy. Thank you. The Bengals' 18-point comeback is the biggest in a playoff game since the Chiefs rallied from 24 down to beat the Texans in the 2019 divisional round. Cincinnati's comeback also matched the largest in a championship game, AFC or NFC. No, it's impressive stuff. You got a young coach, young quarterback, young wide receiver, young running back. You know, that's where you sort of, these kind of games, these moments where you look back and say, that's where it started, or that's where we became something. And, and that's sometimes how it happens. One hour in the books, two more to go. Coming up next hour, we'll check in with Marcus Spears from the Mothership. Get his thoughts on everything that happened over the weekend. Carson Palmer, the former quarterback, will join us. Former Bengal quarterback will join us coming up. Dolphins, Jags, Saints, Texans, Vikings still coachless. Jim Harbaugh really want that Vikings job? We'll discuss. One more item, hour one, Simply Safe Home Security. Today's episode of the Dan Patrick Show is brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. Have you ever wanted to know what happens at home when you're not at home? I'm a big fan of the new wireless outdoor camera from Simply Safe. 
You get to see what's happening outside right from your phone. Alerts you when anyone approaches, so you always know who's there. Simply Safe, everything you need to keep your home safe. From entry and motion sensors to indoor and outdoor cameras, Simply Safe monitor 24 7 by professionals ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home. Simply Safe is less than $1 a day. You can set it up in 30 minutes. No long term contracts or commitments. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple of minutes. Go to simplysafedan.com. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Can't go wrong with these great folks. Simplysafedan.com. Make sure you tell them we sent you.